You're listening to Up Your Game, a podcast all about sports. I'm Travis Harrison. I'm joined once again by my good buddy, Ben Weir. Thanks again for being part of another episode. Of course, man. It was a crazy week, and I'm ready to talk about it. Well, in this episode, we're going to be recapping week one of the NFL and all that went down. We're going to kick things off with the Thursday night game that featured the Buffalo Bills dismantling the defending Super Bowl champions in L.A. The Bills' offense was cooking, led by Josh Allen, who was nearly perfect, completing 26 of 31 for 297 yards and three touchdowns, also rushing for 56 yards and another touchdown on the ground. Ben, how surprised were you by the Bills' performance and how easily they were able to win this game? Extremely surprised. I expected... I mean, this was like one of the best opening night games I think I've seen for a long time. Bills and Rams, are you kidding me? Like that's a fantastic pick for an opening night. But just how how badly they just manhandled Matt Stafford and then that great Rams defense with Aaron Donald. I mean, Josh Allen was cooking it and Stephon Diggs went off, Gabe Davis went off. They, I mean, they look like a, a definite Super Bowl legitimate threat for sure. Yeah, and a lot of people are picking the Bills to go far this year and possibly even represent yes. uh, the AFC yep. in the in the Super Bowl. You know, I know it's only only week one, so there's no need to push any panic buttons. But if the Rams, right. <laughs> they got to be at least a little concerned with how badly they played. And you know, you mentioned the defense, and where was Aaron Donald? Well, you know who wasn't there? Von Miller, who's now on the Bills. And clear, clearly they could have used him, but now the Bills get to have him on their team, and now he gets to come after Stafford instead of going after opposing quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, it's that was a good pickup. I was honestly surprised he left them. Um, I, I might have been money purposes. I'm not 100% sure why he was leaving, but like he definitely didn't go to a worse team. I mean, he went to a great AFC team, so I, I was happy for him to at least get out there. But yeah, I... I don't know how much to put into Stafford's arm injury. I know they've talked about that pretty much all off season, but he, he did not look good at all Thursday night. I know they've kind of tried to downplay that a little bit like, Oh, he's okay. Yeah. But I feel like only time right. will tell. And is, is he really? Cause one of the, you know, your arm yeah. and elbow shoulder injuries, all that, that stuff doesn't just go away overnight. So definitely yeah. something <laughs> to keep an eye on as the season progresses. Well, moving on to the 49ers, they've have a high ceiling as well as a team, you know, with high hopes and at quarterback with Trey Lance, but it was the Bears who upset them on Sunday 19-10. Ben, were you surprised by this outcome? I was surprised, and then I re- I didn't watch this game at all. Um, but then I heard that it was pouring down rain pretty much the whole entire most of the game. I won't say the whole entire game. So, very surprised with Bears beat them, but I still say give the 49ers, give Trey Lance better conditions on the field, let him kind of get in the swing of things. But I mean, honestly, with them keeping Jimmy G, if Trey Lance does not perform well, I wouldn't surprise me to see Jimmy G out there. <laughs> yep. Watch out. Yeah, your, your, job's yes. not, your job's not safe just because they handed the reins over to you this year. I mean, there is a reason why yep. they kept Jimmy G. I mean, if they just would have traded him away or sent him packing during the offseason, but they decided to keep him. So, I feel like yeah. that's interesting. So, yeah, keep an eye on the 49ers this year and the play of Trey Lance. Well, yeah. the Steelers were leading almost the entire game before the Bengals came all the way back and sent this one into overtime. Steelers did end up winning on a field goal in overtime. Ben, you made the comment to me about there was just interesting the way this one ended. Would you mind commenting on just kind of the craziness that went down here at the end of this game? Yeah, I mean, this this is a joke of a game, honestly. <laughs> it's just a joke <laughs> of a game. Bengals, Bengals were getting outplayed, I mean, the whole way, whole way through. And then they came back, scored a touchdown with no time on the clock. 
All they had to do was kick an extra point to win the game. It was 2020. That's it. So McPherson comes on. Not a great snap. I'll give him that. And then it got blocked. So extra point got blocked. Send it to overtime. Wow. Again, Bengals get the ball. They go down. Got a chance to win the game. I think like a 29-yard field goal, maybe a 30-yard field goal from McPherson. He shanks the crap out of that thing. <laughs> <laughs> but let's go to the Steelers. Steelers drop down like a 52-yard field goal. He Chris Boswell hits the post. So he misses the field goal. Then finally, the Steelers get down the ball. Get down. They get the ball back. Running out of time, they finally get down the field and kick the game-winning field goal. But it was just, a, I mean, field goal kickers this weekend. It was, I just feel bad for them. It was just not a good weekend. Rough all the way around. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh man. Well, I think we can both agree it's always a great day when the Patriots lose, which is exactly what happened on Sunday afternoon as the Dolphins beat them twenty to seven. I do feel bad that Mac Jones got injured. And that's obviously a huge loss and will only continue to be a bigger deal if he misses more time. Yeah, you're not kidding. If they lose him, I'm still not that impressed with him. Him or Tua. I mean, both of these quarterbacks I'm not impressed with. But if they lose him, I'm mean, they're they're season's pretty much over because I don't even know who their backup quarterback is. <laughs> if you can comment on that, but I have no idea. It might be Brian Hoyer still. I know he was there a couple years ago. He's just been hanging around <laughs> waiting. <laughs> yeah, waiting his time. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. This could be the year. No. <laughs> well, the, Bra- the Matt Castle thing, if you remember that back in oh, the Oh, man, back yeah, there you Brady go. Was Brady went down. <laughs> Castle almost took him to the playoffs. Yep. Yes, yes. Well, the Browns defeated the Panthers in Charlotte 26-24 in a game that Baker Mayfield has had circled on his calendar ever since he got traded. He had a solid game overall, but it wasn't quite enough as Cleveland got the W. There was a very questionable call that saved the Browns and allowed them to sneak away with the win. Ben, can you expound on that just a little bit and what spoiled the day that Baker Mayfield was hoping to walk away with the win? Yeah, if you didn't mention this, I was 100% mentioning this. Uh, Browns had the ball driving. Uh, Brissett got hit in the face. And it looked, at first, at, at first it looked like a legitimate rough in the passer call. So they gave him rough in the passer 15 yards. They go back. They are doing the replay. His own lineman hits him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and they gave him the penalty only because the defensive lineman was literally pushing him back into the quarterback, and then he got hit in the face. Mm. So they, the Browns definitely got away with this one. But how about their kicker? I don't know if you saw that kick, but he kicked a 50-year field goal that would have been good probably from 70. Holy cow. It was, he was, he's got a leg. He's from LSU. He played last year. I saw a couple of his games, and he definitely was drilling them. But it would have been good from 70. Not even kidding. Good grief. Wow. Well, that'd be sick if one of these days he got the opportunity to try to I hope so. smash I, I one hope in so, from man. that distance. That That's <laughs> yeah. crazy. To have that weapon on your team where you just midfield, you could potentially, or, or at least maybe, I mean, <laughs> close to it, just boom. Put it through the uprights. Wow. For him. Man. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, the Giants won by a point, 21-20 over the Titans, thanks in large part to Saquon Barkley's big day of 18 carries, 164 yards, and one touchdown. Ben, the Giants are going to need Barkley to put up numbers like this all season if they want any chance of contending in their division. Yeah, I agree. He was he was my pick um, as a comeback player of the year. I, I mean, he's not really – I know he's not in that – he can't be really in that category, only because he did get hurt last year. He got hurt the year before. But, like – He's got to be showing up for them because he was great before his ACL injury. And nine nine yards, averaging nine yards a carry against the Tennessee Titans, who I thought had a pretty decent defense, he destroyed Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry only averaged about four. Wow. 
Wow. I mean, I, I was, I was, I was shocked. He did. He was great. It was a great, great win all around for the Giants. Happy for them. At least they're in the win column. Yeah, for one G- game. G man got a win. Look at that. Yeah. They, might, they might go one and sixteen, but hey, at least they got that first one. <laughs> we never know. Oh man. Well, the Saints also snuck out a close one at Atlanta, beating the division rival Falcons twenty-seven twenty-six. Ben, you were just commenting on how bad you feel for that Atlanta fan base. It's tough being a Falcons fan. I mean, it's it's a new coach, but same result, man. I mean, I just don't understand. Like, what is in the water down there? I just they just can't they can't hold a lead. I don't. I just really don't get it. They just they just cannot hold a lead, and it, they were dominating this game. Like, I I I didn't I didn't get to see this one either. But like when I was looking at the score, they were controlling this game all the way to the fourth quarter. Surprise, surprise! Saints come back and win by a point. I just don't. I don't get it, man. Saints go marching on. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the Eagles were up on the Lions and let them come all the way back before holding on for a 38-35 win. So nice to see somebody there who, yes, may have given up a lead, but they were able to hold on and still come away with a win. So big win there for Philly. And then we had the Ravens offense looked in sync as they easily took down the Jets 24-9. Jackson threw the ball as well as he ever has. He threw spirals, strikes, and deep rainbows that are dead on the money. Speaking of money, he's definitely earning his, but let's keep in mind this was the lowly Jets. <laughs> and Joe Flacco was quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. no butt fumbles, though, so. No. <laughs> Sorry, Mark Sanchez. <laughs> oh, man. Well, the Commanders beat the Jaguars behind some stellar quarterback play from newly acquired Carson Wentz as he went 27-41 of 41 for 313 yards and four touchdowns. Now, I'm a little salty because I'm sitting back here wondering where in the world was this performance at the end of last season against the Jags when he was a member of my Colts? Like, come on now. What are you, what are you doing? I mean, good job, but we needed that a few months ago. I mean, you could have got us in the playoffs. Uh, and he's uh, on a worse team. And he's on I a mean, worse I team. Uh, I would have taken half of that performance. I would have taken 150 yes. yards and two touchdowns. That would have been enough to do it. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. Well, speaking of my Colts, they got off to an extremely slow start yesterday against the Texans. You were texting me at the time asking what in the world was wrong. I was like, I have no idea other than the fact we looked terrible. I was extremely upset watching just how bad we looked for over three quarters. Thank goodness the lights finally came on in the fourth quarter and we clawed and fought all the way back for a 2020 tie. What's frustrating is we should have won in overtime, but Blankenship decided he would miss the game-winning field goal. But Ben, considering we honestly should have lost this game, I'll try and be thankful that we at least tied. Yeah, as an outside fan that you know doesn't care about the Colts at all, I mean, I would take it as a win. I mean, if, if it was the Vikings, obviously I wouldn't take it as a win because I'd be really mad as well. If I was in your shoes, I'd be like, guys, why did we just not destroy the Texans by 20 points? But I just feel like this is what happens to you guys. You just play down to the competition like we just mentioned. Jaguars, you had a great chance to make the playoffs last year. Just had to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars and couldn't do it. So like, I, I just think it's just playing down to competition. But again, this is early. Give it some time. Jonathan Taylor. 161. He's still a beast. I think y'all are going to be fine. My biggest issue with Blankenship wasn't the missed field goal, but the back-to-back kickoffs he sent out of bounds, which obviously gave the Texans great field position, both at the end of regulation and even worse in overtime. Definitely something that needs to be ironed out for sure. I don't know if they even need to find somebody else who's just, you know, a better long-range kicker, 
have Blankenship just stick with the field goals. I know the Colts did that years ago, especially as Vinatieri got older. It was like, hey, we'll just have him kick all our field goals, Mr. Clutch. We'll get somebody in there with a stronger leg that can, you know, send him to the back of the end zone. You know, definitely something that needs to be ironed out. But Matt Ryan, you know, he looked decent throwing the ball 32 of 50 for 352 yards and a touchdown. He did have one interception. He would have had his 43rd game-winning drive of his career if not for the missed field goal. And like you just mentioned, Jonathan Taylor was an absolute monster, rushing for 161 on 31 carries and a touchdown. This was kind of funny, though, kind of poking fun at my team and the rest of our division. No AFC South team won yesterday, and that was despite two of them playing against each other. Let's explain that one. You're not going to see that probably ever again the rest of the season. Oh, my goodness. But, hey, we're tied for first in the division thanks to the Jags and the Titans losing, so I'll take it. Oh, well, we talked about my team, Ben. Your Vikings looked great, dominating the Packers on both sides of the ball for an easy 23-7 win at home. I'll tell you, my son Ty wasn't as happy. It was quite (laughs) clear Rodgers was missing Adams, especially considering Adams had more yards yesterday than all the Packers receivers combined. Ben, how thrilled were you by your team's performance? I'm trying to stay optimistic. I really am. I'm trying to just like temper my expectations because I was stoked about how badly we beat them. I mean, I, I know we only scored 23, but like we held them to seven points. It could have been, I feel like it could have been a better game. Very first play of their drive. We went right down the field, scored a touchdown, made a seven zip. Very first play of their drive, Christian Watson like burned our defense. One of their rookie wide receivers. Rodgers threw a beautiful, like, 60-yard pass, yes. and he drops it. Right in his hands. Right. <laughs> right. It should have been a tie game within, yeah. like, seconds. And that kind of set the tone. Yeah. I mean, you could see Rodgers' face. I mean, he was, he was like, so if mad. that was Adams. <laughs> yes. If, if that was Adams, he would have freaking caught that pass. <laughs> but I'm excited. I think our defense did well. I'm, I was happy with their performance. I, I never say this, but I thought Kirk Cousins actually looked – pretty decent he did yesterday he did yes. look, he was playing with yes. a lot of confidence he was and justin jefferson is on like another freaking play oh my word I, I <laughs> and what were the packers doing leaving him so wide open i don't know he's your number it, one it, weapon and you're just I letting him know. go free like check him at the line do something like get him off his route but i mean he was just I running around know. free catching the ball no one's around him i mean that one touchdown He's wide open, and then he just runs, and they finally get him at the five, but he's able to, you know, dive across the pylon. Yeah, I I didn't understand it, man. I mean, we didn't – Cousins wasn't really looking anywhere else. I mean, the <laughs> next lowest guy behind him, which is our number two receiver, was Adam Thielen. He had three catches for 36 yards. I mean, he was not throwing the ball anywhere else. So I felt like it was an easy way to stop us. Hey, here's an idea. Well, maybe let's double-team Justin Jefferson. Hmm, that's a decent idea, but they just never did it. I didn't. I didn't get that. Yeah, and a, a crazy stat from the game: uh, Aaron Rodgers threw that interception, which he was so mad after that. Oh man, he was fuming. But he threw that pick, kind of forced it. It had been almost nearly 400 passes playing against the NFC North team since he's thrown his last interception back over three years ago. <laughs> That's crazy. I, I, I couldn't believe it when they showed that stat. I was like, 2019? Are you kidding me? Yeah. I, was like, I guess an NFC North. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. That's, yeah, you're playing each team twice. Yeah. Like, I mean, you're playing us the most. You're playing the Bears the most. You're playing the Lions the most. Yeah. The, the Vikings the most. And none of us could get a pick off this guy? What the heck? For the yeah, six, six games <laughs> times the last three years? I mean, that's... <laughs> right. <laughs> like, what are we doing, guys? <laughs> crazy. 
Well, a team a lot of people are excited about this year, the Chargers. They had a good win at home, 24-19 against the division rival Raiders. What stood out to you, Ben, about their performance? I felt like they dominated most of this game. I know the score doesn't show that but because the Raiders kind of made a little comeback there. But I definitely felt the Chargers, the defense for sure, showed up getting three picks off Derek Carr. Justin Herbert still looks like an absolute beast of a quarterback. He found a lot of different receivers yesterday, which I was really not happy with him because I had Mike Williams, and Mike Williams did nothing, neither my fantasy team, and I was really not happy with Herbert. But truthfully, though, Herbert, I think, is a very good quarterback. I think they're one of the most dangerous teams. The only thing I will say, though, is that Eckler did not play well yesterday. He was 14 of 36. He had 14 carries, 36 yards. So they're going to need to get him going for sure, but I, I think they're pretty dangerous. Yeah, there's been a lot of people worried about Mahomes and how he would fare without his favorite target, Tyreek Hill, this season. <laughs> well, I think yesterday's 44-21 win against the Cardinals was an indication he's going to be all right. 30 for 39, 360 yards and five touchdown passes. I feel like that was Pat putting everyone on notice that he's going to be just fine. Yeah, I mean, five TDs. Who? Tyreek Hill, who? Who is that? <laughs> who, who is he again? I don't remember who that was. He was amazing, man. I mean, this game was over by halftime. I just am very impressed because he's really his number one target now is Travis Kelsey. And then after that, just a bunch of, I mean, I they're not really scrubs, but I mean, I would call them, I would say they're scrubs, guys that just didn't fit into other teams like Juju Smith-Schuster, Valdez Scantling from the Packers. I mean, he his core that he's got right there, he, they played well, man. They're going to be dangerous again. This was him giving a middle finger to the rest of the league and any of the doubters that were <laughs> just like, okay, you know, you don't think I can play well anymore because I don't have Hill. Well, let's just go out there and ho-hum. <laughs> Five touchdowns, 360. Oh, man. Well, the, the Sunday night game was a snooze fest as Dallas does what they're known for doing, and that's not showing up. The Bucks made easy work of them 19-3. to Ben, you already had a lot of concerns about Dallas before this game. They looked horrible during the game with Dak, and now he's going to be out for six to eight weeks. So now they're going to be even worse without him. I say go get Jimmy G, but I don't even think he can save your season. Ben, please share your initial concerns you had with the Cowboys and then obviously any you have moving forward. Yeah, I mean, initial concerns, Dak Prescott is overrated. Overpaid, overrated. I don't understand. I just I just don't understand why they were willing to give him his $40 million because if this is what they're going to get, my gosh, they just threw that money away. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's just terrible. Listen, I get it. He has a terrible supporting cast. Stevie Lamb is basically it. I, under, I, I understand that, but he still was not passing the ball well. Like, I mean, I, I definitely blame him as well as the receiving core itself. As far as going after Jimmy G, I don't think he's going to save their season. I 100% agree with you. I, I don't think it's worth trading your draft capital uh, to try to go get him for a few weeks because you're not going to – I mean, you're paying Prescott $40 million a year. You're not going to have Jimmy G starting over him. Yeah. Uh, you just can't. You can't do it at this point. Um, they're stuck. I don't know. I, I Yeah, I mean, they're, they're stuck. Uh, Jerry Jones, he needs to leave the team because he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, I could see them – I could see them not winning a game all the way up to when Dak comes back. I'm just being honest. I really don't. I could see them not winning a game at all. They need to hope that, you know, if they could win, if he's out six weeks, you know, basically they win half, they win three. If he's out eight weeks, they win four games, you know, just to keep them having, yeah. having a chance. Because, yeah, if they lose all six yeah. or all eight, I mean, they're they're pretty much, you know, nail, nail in the coffin. Uh, it's funny oh, yeah. because yeah. I sent you that meme a couple of weeks ago, obviously before the season started, <laughs> and I said – you know, there's no reason to wait till the end of the season. Let's go ahead and say this now. The Cowboys have been eliminated from the playoffs. 
Didn't realize how true that was going to be just a couple of weeks later yep. after week one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's like spot on. Like that's brilliant. I, I know we we're just messing around and giving our, my cousin a hard time, but like it's, it's one of the best things you've said. It's one of the most truest things you've said. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Crazy. You know what? And I don't think I ever sent him that one. So I might have to tell him, Hey, I actually <laughs> sent this to Ben a couple weeks ago, but I didn't want to leave you out. So I want to make sure you feel included, you know? Yes. Yes. want to make sure you're in the group, but I, I, I will say this though. And I know you and me are going to be happy about this. Bucks didn't look good either. I mean, let's just, let's just be honest here. They had a lot of red zone trips and just a bunch of field goals. I, I'm pretty excited about that because I, I don't think I'm not, I mean, this again, this is week one. I understand, but they should have beat the Cowboys by at least 30. Yeah. I mean, the way they played, the way they played last night, should have won by at least 30, but they just couldn't put, they just couldn't put the ball in the end zone. Wow. Well, that is encouraging. And, you know, part of that, maybe, you know, there's all the distractions Brady's dealing with, you know, off the field. I mean, yeah. whether some are legit, some are, you know, obviously people are making all kinds of speculations. But you have to yeah. wonder if those things are playing in on the field now, things in his head, you know, and he's the leader of that team. So they go as he goes, you know, so that's that is encouraging and lucky for him and lucky for them. They play in such a weak, sorry division. So, I mean, they'll still win the division going away. I feel like I don't I don't see them having any problem with that. But once they start playing some of the other better teams in the league, yeah, I mean, if they play as poorly as they did last night against a good team, yeah, they're going to get beat for sure. So it is encouraging yeah. to me that they're not just going to roll over the NFC this year or, you know, the rest of the league and make it back to yeah. the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah, I just, I mean, he was in the AFC East, which they were terrible for his 20 years. And then he just went to another worst division, NFC South. I'm just like... Uh, we're just yeah. have to hear about him for a while. I know it's so dumb, and and I get annoyed too. And people are like, "Oh man, he took a seven and nine team to the Super Bowl," and I'm like, "Guys, that was the year before, and yeah. they loaded up on talent once he yeah. got there." I mean, let's say let's yeah. let's go let's just go down the line here on all the, the players that signed up once he <laughs> went there, even guys they brought in throughout the year, like a Leonard Fournette. Obviously, he had Gronkowski there. I mean, good grief. I mean, and you can go on and on. You know, there are several players. So, I mean, <laughs> you can't sit here and no. be like, oh, he took that same team. I mean, if no, he would have done that, wow, then okay. Let's give him his props. But no, stop. No, that was not the same team. <laughs> he bought that team. Like, yes. let's be real here, guys. He, he, no, that was not the same team. <laughs> well, I think we can both agree it was a great first week of NFL action. And I know I can speak for both of us when I say I am so happy that football is back. Yeah. I miss it, man. I mean, all the time. You just have to wait for so long. <laughs> and then you just got baseball. <laughs> uh, it's such it's such a long off season. But, you know, I know they need that break and all of that. And I understand. But, yeah, it's such a long off season. So I'm just so happy that it's back. Many more great weeks to come here. So I hope so. And we get that and we get an extra game again this year. So well, I hope you enjoyed listening to the NFL week one recap here on Up Your Game, a podcast all about sports. Travis and Ben signing off.